Welcome to episode 61 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. For this episode, I'm going to transport you to a beautiful country in Europe, and I'm talking about solo travel in Switzerland. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller, empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Switzerland is just so incredibly safe and so easy to travel around. On a scale of five, I would actually give it five out of five for solo female travellers. The transportation system is fantastic. You can hike and not worry about being solo when you hike. I know that that can be a bit of an issue if you're travelling to a country that you're a bit unsure about is going into really rural areas and hiking by yourself, but that's not a problem in Switzerland. Even the routes are really well signposted, so if you've got no direction at all like me, there's no problem because it tells you exactly how far away you are from the nearest town, so it's really easy to travel around. The only thing I'd say is that, or the only danger I'd say in Switzerland of my own personal experience is just running into a cow because it's just so safe when you go. It's very popular with Asian tourists actually who come to see the Alps. There's loads of tourists and travellers there, so you're guaranteed to meet other solo travellers there. So Switzerland, it's got alpine peaks, it's got the Alps, waterfalls, amazing mountains. It's quite a small country, but there are four languages. But some of the locals do speak English, so you can get by with just English. A good time to go, it really doesn't matter what time you go to Switzerland. I would say the people that attracts would be more of the hiking solo the nature solo people who love swiss chocolate and lakes so it's kind of the nature solo so it doesn't really matter what time of the year that you go so you can go in the summer and you can do hiking or you can swim in the lakes or you can go in the winter and you can do skiing or relax in the thermal spas or go ski on the slope they do have a lot of other different activities that you can do in winter which doesn't just involve skiing as well And then also you've got the Christmas market. So it's a very festive destination to go. So you can basically go anytime. You can go any season uh, if you're just into the nature and you want to sightsee. Things not to miss in Switzerland. The Einstein House, which is in Zurich. Zurich's also great for shopping. Obviously, it's quite expensive depending on where you live. But Switzerland is, I would say, one of the most expensive countries in Western Europe. Zurich is great for shopping and it's also got a lot of museums as well. So if you love museums, spend some time in Zurich. I went to Lucerne, which is one of my favourite places there. It's so tranquil and just got such a lovely chilled energy about it, a chilled vibe. And it's got a big lake and it's got the clock tower, the chocolate shops there as well. And it's also got the dying lion of Lucerne, which is a stone lion kind of engraved in a wall, which is really different and unique to look at. So I definitely recommend spending a few days in Lucerne. I spent three nights there in a hostel that was right by the lake and just explored by foot. And you can also do a lot of day trip. The best thing about Switzerland is that you can basically base yourself in a different city and then do day trips from there. So you don't have to move around if you don't really want to. You can have a base and then just use the amazing train system to go and visit different areas. Mount Pilatus, you can also reach that from Lucerne. That is a definite don't miss. You take the gondola before you ride the world's steepest cogwheel railway. So that's definitely worth doing. Lake Geneva, it's the largest lake in Western Europe. 
If you love adventure, there's Interlaken, which I haven't personally been to. It looks as though it's got every single activity under the sun. So you've got paragliding, rafting, tandem skydiving, bungee jumping, hang gliding, canyon jumping, whitewater rafting, ice climbing in the winter. Anything you obviously want to do active and adrenaline wise, you can do in Interlaken. And for the best views in Europe, there's an area which is called the top of Europe and it has an ice palace that you can go to. So if you take the Jungfrau Railway, it's the highest altitude railway station in Europe at 3,454 metres. And the Jungfrau Duke, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, is the site of Europe's largest glacier and it's also UNESCO listed. Then there's Lotterbrunnen. I spent two nights there and stayed in a Swiss chalet and apparently there were 72 waterfalls there so I went and hiked and found the corkscrew waterfall which was great you can also ski there in the winter as well but I spent a couple of nights in Bern as well which I don't it's not on a traditional first time itinerary but they have a UNESCO world heritage site there and also a rose garden if you're not sure about things to do in the evening in Bern there is a jazz club called Marianne's Jazz Club which went and sat in by myself at night and had a drink and just listened to the jazz music and it was a really good way of spending an evening by myself because you don't need to speak to people you're just there to listen to the music and enjoy the entertainment so I definitely recommend doing that. So I've been to Lotterbrunnen, Bern, Lucerne and Zurich but if you're going for a week there's a couple of different itineraries. Because of its size it's quite easy to see quite a few different areas so it's easy to do a lot of different combinations. So a good seven-day itinerary would be Zurich for two nights, Lucerne for three nights, Interlaken for two nights. Or you could go to different places such as Basel for two nights, Montreux for one night, Lucerne for two nights, Interlaken for two nights. Uh, a two-week itinerary would be Geneva for two nights, Lucerne for two nights, Bern for two nights, Interlaken for three nights, Lucerne for three nights, Zurich for two nights. So that's quite a good two-week itinerary. Getting around, the trains are really good. If you're going to be there for a while, look at getting a Swiss pass to save you money on the travel. They have panoramic trains, as Kim mentioned about the Glacier Express. It's also a really good place to self-drive as well, because it's very easy, it's very safe. The driving is not hectic, so it's a good place to drive yourself around. There are also buses for towns which don't have train stations, although most of them do. For budgeting, you're looking at roughly £70 a day. That would be maybe $90-$95 a day. Accommodation, they have everything from Swiss chalets to hotels, Airbnb. The Airbnb that I stayed in, the beds there seem to be really low down and really on the floor, a bit like futons, so just be prepared that you might have one of them. Farms, hostels, lots of very sociable hostels there and really good travelling people there. And you're looking at from £27 for a dorm bed, is that about $35 US dollars, and then £75 for a nice hotel, which is about $90 US dollars as well. So that's it. That's just a very quick summary on Switzerland. So have a lovely evening, day, morning, wherever you are in the world, and I will speak to you very soon. If this episode has inspired you to want to plan a trip to Switzerland, you can find out exactly how to do that on our solo travel in Switzerland guide on the Girl About the Globe website. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.